Welcome to the Online Success Journey Podcast, your opportunity to discover and learn from entrepreneurs like yourself. This is not your typical podcast, but a place where you can get the real story and find out how real people encounter speed bumps and detours, but journey through to find success. Now here's your host for the Online Success Journey Podcast, Patience. Hello everyone and welcome to Online Success Journey. This is episode 264. Today we have Caleb Blake, author and a podcaster. He believes books are the big dominant that knocks down all of the mass aspects of impacting souls, such as building your authority, growing your fan base, accelerating your profits, and increasing your influence. He has helped hundreds of aspiring authors write books, build platforms, and win book contracts. Hello, Caleb. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. I know the clan is anxious to hear your story, so let's get started with the basics. Can you tell my clan a bit about your background, about what you did before you become an author? Yeah, so I went to school to study journalism, and when I graduated, I got a job out of college at which I worked for two years and then just started to see myself writing the same stories and covering the same events. And I thought, I think there's more to writing than this. And so I started to learn more about book writing, traditional publishing, and started using my time on my days off, sometimes up to 16 hours a day writing. And I wrote and I wrote and started to go to writing conferences, meeting literary agents, editors, and publishers and that started the volley of many and many rejections and getting really just understanding what it you know learning how to get better taking classes on writing learning about how to grow a platform and after 7 years i landed my first two book contract in nonfiction and then 3 years later i landed my first uh fiction contract so Overall, it took about 10 years, but um, ended up publishing traditionally in fiction and nonfiction, and that really set the tone for uh, a career in writing, building a platform, and helping others do the same because it was very difficult, and the more I look back on my story, I knew that I could help others who are trying to accomplish the same thing, but maybe don't have the time to set aside, or maybe they weren't a writer like I was. And so that had me start my online business. Uh, two sides. One is speak it to book. And that is for people who have become the book, if you will. They are living out their story. They don't just like the idea of writing and publishing, but they're actually uh, living an incredible life, doing something to impact the lives of others. And then we have our sister company, Sermon to Book, which is just for pastors who have a lot of content and research that they have um, a research each week as they deliver messages uh, from the pulpit, but then it goes to sit on a shelf. And so we help them take those messages and turn those into a book as well. Wow. What a journey, Caleb. 
Well, I just saw that you, you and your wife you spent your wedding money on buying 52 books. How long did it take you to read these 52 books? It's not so much that it took me that long to read through them is it took me a shorter amount of time to get confused by them and the conflicting advice and not finishing all of them. What I needed to learn early on was that my heart was in the right place of wanting to become an expert and learn everything I could about writing. But there also is a point where you need to learn to trust yourself. You need to learn to create and write stories and have your own insights and opinions. I was looking to other people before I ever really created anything myself. And there's some good to that, but it also can cause paralysis. It can put you on a journey of just trying to hunt for the silver bullet or the the, the key that's going to unlock everything. And that really doesn't exist. So part of my journey is having to to put an end to just trying to study my way and uh, learn my way into success to instead actually taking action on the things that I wanted, the things I was talented out at and being okay with failure because each failure brought new opportunities and and that's what I needed to learn uh, after we had initially purchased, you know, 52 books on writing to, to learn about writing. I needed to learn that I needed to just write, go to conferences, get advice, get feedback, get rejected and continue to move forward from there. You mentioned that it took you seven years, well, nearly 10 years. Where did you get energy to write every day after all this rejection and one year, two years, seven years, then nearly 10 years. Where did you get all the energy? What inspired you to continue this journey? I knew that I didn't like doing what I was doing. It wasn't that I didn't like it. I was very blessed by it. It provided a living, but there wasn't much of a future in it in terms of happiness, you know, eight hours a day, 40 hours a week at work. And I've never wanted to live a life that I had to escape from. I wanted to do something that would challenge me, that would help this world, that would have a chance to leave a legacy. And frankly, you can't do that when it's easy. And I embrace that wholeheartedly. We live in a microwave society where everybody wants something right now. And the beauty of writing and building a platform and being able to reach a lot of people is that it's incredibly difficult. And that's a good thing because if anyone could write, publish, and reach a lot of people, then anyone would. And there would be a lot of people and positions of authority who shouldn't be there. My goal now is to help find people who live their life out of integrity with truth and for the good of others and humanity, not for themselves. And 
that's why I'm thankful why it's so hard. And that's why I don't really consider it uh, difficult or, or, or hard to find the inspiration to, to move toward this every day, year after year, after year, even up to a decade and more. It's worth it. And truly the joy is in the journey to embrace this difficulty has meant living a life that is really exciting and fun and something I look forward to every day. Okay. I know you want to help people and out there find themselves and pass on the message, but why do you do what you do? I do what I do because this world is in desperate need of true leaders, leaders who are empathetic leaders who speak truth leaders who walk with integrity leaders who are humble leaders who uh, seek justice love mercy leaders who are out to love others and there are not a ton of those people in this world there's there's many of them but few of them are equipped or or have the passion or drive to be an actual leader they they may have all those things but they aren't a natural born leader they're not going to step into that role and so this really limits the field of really good-hearted people who also feel called to make an impact in this world i'm out to find those people i'm out to work alongside them I'm out to put them in the spotlight, not for their own ego, but so that they can continue to move and lead this world uh, and and other and the people in it, humanity, in a direction that we are proud of, that has something that has dignity, something we can respect. And that excites me to no end because that means I get to work with people who aren't about ego, who aren't about money, who aren't about all the things that this world would make you think are important. But these people are out for the goodness of others. And that makes it an incredible mission. And that's why I do it. Let's put man aside. How do you know you are successful? I think you're successful when you are, you're doing what's on your heart. You're, you're not... You're not playing a victim. You're not saying other people or my circumstances are the reason where I'm at today. I think you're successful the moment you say, regardless of who I am, where I am, my history, my parents, how I was born, the difficulties I've faced, the, the things that have happened to me, the things that have shaped me, regardless of all of it, I'm moving forward today, taking ownership of my life, my choices, the direction I go. If I'm unhappy, I'm going to start moving toward happiness. Hopefully, people find the happiness and success by helping other people. I think if your goal and your mission isn't about other people, then it's very small. And so success is having the courage 
to actually take that step, to take ownership and to start something, to to leave the old life you've been living and start a new journey. Like that is success. If you can have the courage to do that and then be consistent, to see failure as opportunity, to see failure as your ability to learn and to grow and to embrace that mindset and to be a person who isn't walking around looking to have your opinion come out of the mouths of other people, but being a person who wants dialogue, discussion, depth, transformation, that's success. But uh, Caleb, can anyone become an author who do what you do? Or are more some people cut out for it than others? I don't think that everyone out there needs to write a book. I think that the much better question is, have you become the book? There's a great quote out there about becoming the book. If you become the book, then you, then that makes you the person who needs to write it. So maybe you have an incredible story that is going to help and inspire others. You've already lived it. You've become the book, or maybe you are a successful business owner and you have some things to pass on that you've learned along the way. You've become the book. Maybe you are leading a nonprofit that is changing the world, that is providing water or shelter or food uh, to those in need. You've become the book. Some people just want to write a book, to put their name on it, and to put it on a shelf and to become famous. That's not becoming the book. So I don't think that everyone needs to write a book, but those who are becoming the book or have become the book, those are the ones who just might want to start considering it. Uh, you disagree uh, with the term where people say you have to be rejected a hundred times before you can be successful. Why? So... In theory, getting rejection is, is not getting rejected is not a bad thing at all. The reason why I say this particular phrase is that there are those who are so afraid of rejection that they never start. And those people need to hear, go get rejected a hundred times. Like you need to start putting yourself up out there and and build this muscle, this resilience of understanding and changing your attitude toward fear and rejection. It needs to become a strength with every rejection uh, becomes an opportunity, a, a learning moment. So that's one type of people, but there's another type of people who are similar to how I was and that they think that it's almost a rite of passage that you need to fail a hundred times before you actually make it. And so they almost embrace failure as a measuring stick of how close they are to success. And in the meantime, waste a lot of time because instead of focusing on best practices or what would get them to their goal the fastest, they're focused on just racking up rejections. To those people, I say, you don't need to get rejected a hundred times. There are better ways. 
and I then go on to teach them what those best practices, what those better ways are. Because there is no way they will be like, oh, I'm just a new karma, new business person or a new author. And you'll be like, no, I don't need to worry about rejection. Only two times then I'll be like, yeah, I am okay. I hear you, Caleb. Yeah, that's fine. It seems easy. Ah, but no, I don't think it is easy. So what is your secret for making those people don't focus on rejection and just uh, get going, get things moving? Put yourself out there. Yeah. Well, there's a great quote by Seth Godin that has always stuck with me. And he talks about the need to ship, the need to ship what you have created. It's this idea of you ship something in the mail, you send it off, you send it away. A lot of the times people will have a barrier of just starting to create, you know, taking a step those people are pretty easy to talk with because I basically ask them if they say, I want to be a writer or I want to own an online business or I want to be a speaker. I say, well, what do you, what have you done so far? If they say nothing, <laughs> well, or the answer is pretty easy. You want something, but you're, you're not, you haven't even taken a step. Um, so most likely I'm, I'm not going to be spending a lot of time in this conversation because uh, there's just no investment there's a, there, it's a dream, but there are those other people who have worked very hard. They've written several books and put them in drawers. They've started to, uh, you know, write, uh, poetry. They've, uh, began a business or a podcast, but then started to hit roadblocks. Those people I can help a lot and they need to be shown that they need to keep producing and, also, get feedback. Look to become better. Look for patterns and critique that they receive. If they need help from uh, someone, go get it. If if their business is is failing because they are doing everything, maybe it's time to hire someone to do the things that they are weak in. You know, we look for ways for them to to grow. And so that would be my answer there. What have you learned from business as a whole? I've learned that you only go as far as the culture you build in your company and the team you build around you. I work with some of the best people in the world who have become not only coworkers, but friends and a culture, a, a mission for what we are trying to accomplish at our company. We have different values that we really stick to uh, together. And they are accountability, clarity, empathy, genuineness, integrity, reliability, and being growth-minded. And these aren't just things on our website. We actually bring them up in team meetings. We call them out. And those who show up for our team meetings know that whether you're working a couple hours a week or you're full-time 
or you have a big title or a small title, the best idea wins. Everyone is heard and everyone takes ownership. I don't micromanage. I look to empower. I look to encourage and point out people's strengths. When you do this, you don't lose control of your people. Your people return the favor by building your business for you. And what I've learned throughout business is that it is all about your people starting there. And then of course, to the people that you serve. What do you mean by saying Dubai to starving artist syndrome? Starving artist syndrome is similar to what I mentioned about the hundred rejections. Mm-hmm. Most artists out there are known for being starving and it's, it comes from truth, writing, acting, singing, These are all areas that you don't think are a lucrative career, but a lot of the time it's because they have not been trained to think like an entrepreneur. They haven't been trained. They, they look at their value based on how much someone is willing to pay them instead of thinking, how can I get my value in front of the right people whom I can transform their lives and who would be willing to pay for that. And I've seen musicians build online businesses where they teach others how to play the guitar and have built a life out of that. So instead of trying to get a gig here and there and trying to travel everywhere, they put it online. Now they do what they love and they teach guitar. That's pretty amazing. You do not have to embrace that you will be starving if you are an artist. That is a victim mindset. You have to say, I know I'm good at my art, but I'm not good at fill in the blank. I'm not good at websites. I'm not good at getting in front of people who can help me with that. Where can I learn that and then start to implement it? What is one thing no one knows about you? (laughs) It's a good question. Well, a few people know about it. I have three dogs. I absolutely love them. I'm a huge dog person. Their names are Boone, Winnie and Stormy. And um, trying to think. Something no one knows about me. I love huskies and I love Shiba Inus. <laughs> wow. Okay. What grounds you? What grounds me is my faith in Jesus Christ and my wife. I feel like I could have failed multiple times along the journey, but I feel like the passion inside me, the calling inside me came from God himself. And... I've been married for 12 years now. My wife is my best friend. She understands me more than anyone in this world. And between her and my faith in God, those ground me. Those keep me sane and they keep me working hard and to have so much hope 
in a world where some people are walking around hopeless and being filled with that hope, it drives me because we need more hope in this world and to pass it around. Like what is happening uh, at the moment with the pandemic? Where do you see your authors, your colleagues or people who want to become authors? What advice would you give them? Start connecting with the people who need your story or your expertise right now. Start serving them. Start a podcast. Start talking with them. Interviewing them. Start writing. Start finishing your first book and your second book. Because a lot of the times those books need to go in the drawer. They're your practice. They're, they get you 70% of the way there, but but you still have a ways to go to, to learn and to grow and to get feedback. So either work on your craft or start working on the developing relationship with those people you know you can serve. Do it right now. How should you never say if you are serious about your story or your ideas? You should never say that I'm going to go this alone. You should never say that I don't need help. If you have an idea, if you have insight, a passion, and you keep that to yourself, you're not doing the world any favors and you're not doing yourself any favors. Understand your strengths, understand your weaknesses, and then Dive into your strengths. Make them the, the biggest strength in the world. But bring along others to help you and your weaknesses. Do you have mentors in your business? I do. I often talk with a business mentor friend of mine who lives in Kansas, formerly Florida. He is a CSO at a company right now. And we talk just as friends, but also he has given me the open invite to call him when I am going through a hard time, whether interpersonally or a relationship or a tough business decision. And his advice has always been uh, incredibly valuable to me. What is the most valuable thing he has told you? Probably that I'm the one getting in the way of myself. Too many people set up barriers in their own mind, a story they're telling themselves, or they focus too much on emotion instead of the facts. If you can strip yourself of the emotion and get down to the facts, then progress can be made and you don't have to get swept away in the emotion of it. What is one thing that has contributed to your success apart from your wife and faith? Incredibly dedicated hard work and sacrifice. I do not do, I've given up a lot of leisure time because I work really hard. I've worked on days off, on weekends. Almost my whole life, I work hard. It doesn't mean I don't take care of myself. 
Um, there have been times where I haven't taken care of myself or spent enough time with other people, but I've learned a pretty good balance. But the dedication to just show up and work, I have a deep passion and I am pretty tenacious at wanting to be the hardest worker in the room. Let's talk about your business. Tell us more about it. My business, Speak It to Books, helps those who have become the book, who have a story to tell, who have an expertise to share, but they don't even, they, they either don't have the time to write it or the, the, the expertise to. They're, they're not a writer themselves, but they know they can speak it out. And so we interview them, entrepreneurs, uh, leaders of nonprofits, people with an incredible story, and we draw it out of them. And then we figure out how are we going to connect with your audience? Who is this for? What's the outline going to look like? And we speak through this until the outline screams, wow, this is the book that I've been meaning to write for this type of person. And then we interview them through those chapter by chapter. And we write those chapters one by one, deliver them, receive feedback, and then continue forward until the book is finished. And then we either help them self-publish their book or we pitch it to tr traditional publishers. Where can we find the, your business and how can we connect with you? You can learn more about me at www.calebrakey.com or you can go to our websites, www.speakit2book.com. That's four words, speakit2book.com or our sister company for pastors and those in ministry, www.sermon2book.com. Thank you for sharing. So, Clan, there will be more from Caleb in a moment. If you are listening on one of the many podcasting platforms rather than my website and you are encouraged by Caleb's journey, go to onlinesuccessjourney.com for the bonus portion of the interview. The Online Success Journey is a wonderful membership community built for people searching for the path to success. We are one big clan and you can be part of this community for free. Once you have joined the clan, click on part two of Caleb's journey or over 250 other journeys that are available and learn how you can find the right path for your own online success journey. That's a wrap clan. Remember, success is a journey. Patience and Caleb. This is not the end of the journey. We hope you've enjoyed listening to part one and want to be sure you know there is a second part to this and every journey podcast at onlinesuccessjourney.com filled with even more success tips, uplifting stories, and even a bit of fun. There are dozens of episodes only available to the members of the Online Success Journey clan. Check out the website and click on Join the Clan for more information. Patience would like to thank you for listening to this podcast, and she has a free audio gift for you at her website. Go to OnlineSuccessJourney.com for instant access to this gift. Of course, you know that listening to the journeys of others helps each of us chart our own path, so make sure you're subscribed to be notified as each new interview is posted. There are so many ways to stay connected to the online success journey and to listen in. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we appreciate your help in telling others. 
One of the best ways to share the benefit you get is to rate and review it at Stitcher and other sites by clicking the stars or completing the ratings form. By clicking thumbs up and leaving a comment on YouTube or liking and sharing the podcast on social media. To review the podcast within iTunes, simply open iTunes to the podcast, click on ratings and reviews, then write a review. On behalf of patients and until next time, thanks once more for listening. It is our hope that this podcast will guide you on your own online success journey.